Welcome to my Monday Mindset Shorts, in which I want to share with you coaching tips that I use with my postnatal rehab clients to help them live with more freedom from anxiety and worry by living a life based on their values. Join me each week for this short and thought-provoking episode. How many times have you got dressed in a day into your workout clothes with the intention of doing something active and ended the day still not having done anything? Yep, me too, plenty of times. How do you talk to yourself when you get to the end of that day? Are you kind and compassionate about why you didn't get that workout in today and how you'll make a more effective plan for tomorrow? Or do you beat yourself up using words that you'd never say out loud or to someone else about how useless or undisciplined you are and that's why you don't look or feel like whoever else it is you're comparing yourself to? If your response is normally the latter, you're not alone. We so commonly speak badly of ourselves when we don't do what we set out to, which adds to our anxiety and worry about what we will or won't achieve in the future and what that will mean. But why do we procrastinate? Surely we'd be better off doing the things we need to in order to live well and have a healthy life. What sits in the gap between the two is the fear of what will happen if we try and fail, or at least don't live up to our expectations. Remember the expectations and disappointments discussion from last week? Or the fear of not showing up for ourselves consistently? What if we do a workout but don't lose the pounds we want to? What if we choose a nutritious meal today but not for the rest of the week? Is it worth bothering? Maybe not, so it's best to go with what feels good right now. As we've discussed a few times before, before, our brains haven't evolved beyond their original formation 200,000 years ago or so. When as hunter-gatherers surviving in the world, fear, anxiety and worry helped us thrive, finding water, food and shelter as a response to our environment. Our brains developed in an immediate return environment so that how we responded helped us survive. However, we now live in a delayed return environment where we need to consider our future selves and how the efforts we put in now will benefit us 5, 10 or 20 years down the line. Savings, career earnings, physical health and cognitive function are all influenced by what we do now, but we don't receive the return on that input right away. So the choice between staying in a warm, comfy bed or getting up and going for a run or to the gym becomes a choice between the immediate reward of comfort compared to the delayed reward of health and fitness. So how do we overcome procrastination? Firstly, realising that our brains are not designed to make these delayed reward decisions really helps. There isn't any, I shouldn't be putting this off, other people have better discipline, self-flagellation. 
Because we are not strongly enough connected to the long term to overcome procrastination easily. Also, other people may do some things with more discipline, but it's not because they don't procrastinate. It's because they have developed or found a way around that tendency. Secondly, the understanding that we are living in a delayed gratification world means we can approach the way we feel as a result in a more effective way. The delay and reward means we don't know for sure what that what we do now will result in the life or image we've constructed of our future selves. The fact that we aren't 100% sure creates anxiety and the result of that anxiety can be paralyzing. What we need to do in order to reduce this effect is move our procrastination towards action and with that, we need to focus on creating routine and process that rewards us in the short term as well as the long term. So worrying about our long term health might become a daily habit of a walk after breakfast or focusing on creating a healthy dinner tonight rather than hitting a target weight for a holiday. When we create good short-term habits that reward us, we learn to connect with and fall in love with the process of what we are doing rather than fixing on the result. We take small steps to constantly remind ourselves of the person we are aiming to become and feel great that we are becoming that person consistently over time. Thirdly, We can use self-compassion to turn our critical self-talk into encouraging, wise vision for what happens in the process of trying to achieve. Encouragement makes it clear that the desire for change comes from a place of care and commitment rather than blame and judgment, which is why it's ultimately more effective than self-criticism. Then, by framing our experience in a larger context of what it means to be human, we gain the insight needed to learn and grow. Added to that, research shows that self-compassionate people have more grit and determination to stick with things regardless of the hurdles. At the same time, Self-compassion provides the clear vision needed to recognise when we need to shift course in order to reach our destination. I hope by observing the anxiety caused by procrastination and understanding the challenge we have with immediate and delayed rewards, we can become more self-compassionate and therefore more effective with what we do, leading to reducing anxiety in the modern world. I'm interested to know how that piece resonated with you. Has it hit the mark? Do you connect with the understanding of it or maybe do you connect with it but you're struggling to make it a reality? I'd love to discuss it with you over on my Instagram feed so find me at mother of all movement on there. Developing psychological flexibility and self-compassion is a lifelong project for all of us. So talking, 
Listening and sharing is crucial to becoming more skilled for our lives.